and welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast about Degrassi, the next generation. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we have a special guest who we're welcoming back, my sister Allegra. Say hello. Hi, everyone. If you <laughs> if you hear purring, it's my cat. Uh, Allegra is Skyping in for this special two-part episode from season four, episodes 14 and 15, Secret. She was very passionate about being on this particular episode um, because it's just one of her favorites and it's just it's it's a very drama filled episode and it's great and Kelsey will you please read us the YouTube summaries sure thing I would also like to start off by saying it has been a rough week in the U.S. yes we have for some reason elected a bigot uh, as the leader of the free world so, For those of you listening, uh, we're currently recording this on November 13th, 2016. Yeah. So we... if, <laughs> if you find this in a time capsule and you're like, when did the world end? You found <laughs> us. Yeah. Um, as if you're a regular listener, you probably know that we kind of stockpile. And this is the first episode we're recording post-election. So we're all a little bit tra- like traumatized from the week. And we apologize. I mean, yeah, we're very sensitive. So just a disclaimer on everything of of our lives. Although this episode was like perfect timing because it's so like silly nonsense. There was nothing like too real happening, but it was still like just a fucking delight. I was like, man, this was a really nice escape for like an hour. Yeah, it was a great escape. Um, Just like because the biggest problem was gonorrhea. I mean, a little bit of slut shaming, but like overall, definitely a way less heavy episode from the last one I was on. That's very true. That is very true. <laughs> Allegra, you're just coming back for all of the two-parters. Guys, I just, I, I need to take a moment. Um, I, I love this episode so much. I'm, those of you who are uh, listening and can't see our faces, I'm dressed head to toe as Jay. <laughs> I have I have his silver chain. I have his dumb hat, which does not make an appearance this much this episode. Maybe once. Um because Thank he's, God. Apparently when Jay wants to woo the ladies, he knows exactly what to not wear. <laughs> <laughs> but I just I was so excited. I got gonorrhea just for this episode. <laughs> I just this episode is so silly and and like still serious like don't get me wrong i'm just going through some shit but like kind of exactly the right kind of episodes we needed after rick or bad tuesday i appreciate your dedication i appreciate the method acting you've applied to being a guest on this particular episode um, and the j look is working for you because i'm a little <laughs> bit attracted to you right now as j I know that if I can make Kelsey attracted to me, um, I look I look enough like a mess. Um, <laughs> it's too real. It's too real. <laughs> um, but a hot see. mess. Yeah, you have to be a hot mess. And then I am yours. You're like just damaged and broken enough. <laughs> Thanks, Holland. <laughs> no, I, that's exactly what I mean. Like there's a fine line of looking like sexy, dangerous and like this is an intervention. <laughs> <laughs> and I so, like, like my men somewhere between those two. <laughs> Just yeah, towing like the my... line. <laughs> like uh, maybe we should call someone, but not yet. <laughs> Kelsey needs is... to try her 
stab at saving him first. <laughs> he guys, needs rescuing. Guys. Only call like professional help after we have unprotected sex. <laughs> <laughs> Like, my car that I drive used to be Holland's car, and it's orange now. <laughs> Just because I'm... Because unlike Emma, I do really want to get into my character role when I take on a persona and not just woodenly deliver my <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Oh, yes. I miss you. It's perfect. I'm so happy that you're here. Um, On that note, let's... Maybe we should read the YouTube summary. I'll read the summary now. <laughs> so everyone can get clued into what we're talking about if they didn't watch the episode. First. Because we've already devolved. Okay. <laughs> so ever since the trauma of the shooting, Emma has been distancing herself from her friends and neglecting her typical interests. Emma discovers a scandalous secret when she goes by the ravine with Jay. But instead of turning everyone in... Emma decides to join in on the raunchy ravine activities. When was that an option? <laughs> also, maybe because the secret of Emma the ravine. I think everybody knows about the ravine. Also, the secret of the ravine sounds like a Nancy Drew book. <laughs> but like, oh god! But like a way trashier version. Yeah, no. It it sounds like a Nancy Drew book for sure. The secret of the ravine. Because the secret. <laughs> Of the like the secret, we don't know that the secret of the ravine is gonorrhea until part two, and is the secret just like the sex van? The secret might just be the creepy sex van. Um, but also, when was her turning everyone in like a ever solid on the option? table? Never. What's that was just part one, guys. Here's part two. Part two. <laughs> Emma keeps her in quotes. Friends with benefits, relationship with Jay is secret, and vows not to tell anyone what goes on at the ravine. But when Emma receives some devastating news, can she keep it to herself much longer? Meanwhile, Jimmy is fed up with being pitied and enlists the help of Craig and Marco to sneak out of the rehab center for a concert by his favorite band. Um, That one was more accurate, and it also made me realize the B-plot was not mentioned at all in the part one summary. Yeah, I was just about to say the same thing. Um, but yeah, sure, whatever. I was glad we saw Jimmy again. Me too. Um, so those are the summaries. I'm sorry it took us literally seven minutes, maybe eight minutes to get through that. All right, guys, but like, I know I keep delaying getting into the meat of the actual episode, but the secret of the ravine, besides being like the worst secret ever, um... <laughs> You know, sex is like a garden, not that garden. Um, <laughs> I, um, the whole, and Emma wouldn't report it. Maybe they, like, just assumed that's something Emma would do. Like, pre-season four, Emma would totally be like, oh, people are doing bad stuff in the ravine. Let's report them and protest them and, I don't know, say no more loitering in the ravine i worked really hard to clean that up one time and now you guys are leaving all of your fucking beer cans around and like giving head in a van <laughs> without any protection i know but i was uh, like do you know what kind of litter isn't on the ground condoms because apparently they're not <laughs> using them at all so it's like um maybe someone was like oh i need to write all the youtube descriptions uh what's the ravine episode gonorrhea okay emma's in it i got this <laughs> all right 
Um, but before we jump into the episode, the let's talk about the title, which again doesn't total. I mean, I think it's aptly titled because apparently there's a secret of the ravine. But the song is called Secret. It's a 1985 song uh, by Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark. Um, the only thing it really has to do with the episode is that there are secretive things happening. But I don't. I feel like the song is like about a secret romance, which I guess this maybe is. I mean, it's, it's not a- even a secret romance. It's <laughs> like it's literally the lyrics are my secret is love. It's like. I haven't told you yet, and that's not really a secret. <laughs> yeah, so then nothing to do with this episode. So nothing to do with the episode. Because nobody's secret is love. Everyone's secret is gonorrhea. <laughs> and sex bracelets. And uh, cheating. sex bracelets. All right. And sneaking off to concerts without telling your dad. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> and secretly going to group. I don't know. There's a lot going on. Or Yeah, or like keeping the secret of being bipolar. I don't know. I get. I mean, there are lots of secrets in this episode, but none of them have to do with love. No, so. literally none. <laughs> <laughs> literally everything except for love, um, unless it's about love making. But whatever. I mean, playing real fast and loose with love making. <laughs> True. I highly discount BJ's in the sex fan <laughs> as love making. <laughs> well, I tried. Um, so the episode starts off like right away. Jay is being pervy. It's the play. We're practicing. We're rehearsing the play. Emma is like watching things happening from backstage and Jay like sweeps up behind her and starts like touching her and she's like totally fine with it. And it is like it, it is simultaneously. So like she's like. I don't know. It is simultaneously so creepy, but like weirdly attractive. I'm like, what is happening? And you can tell that she's like, she like doesn't know how she's like confused, but also like maybe, but also confused. I think it's 100% confusion. (laughs) (laughs) Um, As much as it's much nicer to think about going, oh, based on what happens later, maybe this is consent, but it's like very much like a, common thing where if something gross is happening to you you shut down and emma in the beginning is very much a numb to the world kind of person right now so jay's just being a straight up creep yeah Uh, super creep one of my my first notes is jay ew jay no yep no my my first note was my first note was, Jay, what are you doing, you creep? So apparently we're on the same page. Yeah, mine is the sentence I just uttered. Jay being pervy right off the bat. Also, why is he helping with this play? <laughs> um, First of all, because he needs more friends, Holland. Come on. <laughs> That's true. Sean is, Sean is gone. Rick is no longer a communal activity for the kids at Degrassi. He oh, needs God. to get more active. Also, um, he doesn't have Spinner anymore either. Yeah, true. Spinner. Yeah, that's very true. And he's about to ostracize the hell out of Alex. So, uh, but my aka literal- Lexi, we're gonna live on Lexi <laughs> for a long time. Yeah. Oh my God. So uh, Emma misses her cue, and but we learn that she, Alex, and Amy are the three beauties or whatever in the play, which is great. Wives. Um, right. 
I have no idea. But that's basically the opening scene is basically like Jay's being a creep. Emma misses her cue because Jay's being a creep. We learn that she, Alex, and Emma are the three beauties. And then the theme song plays. Also, Alex is so monotone. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're both very, they're all not very invested in delivering the lines. I thought Amy was pretty good, actually. <laughs> Amy as didn't someone, suck. As someone who was a part of high school plays, like behind the scenes as a tech, but like still, um, I've seen some terrible child acting, so... Uh, you know, I'm giving them a lot of uh, room. <laughs> that is fair. Um, but my J U J no is actually my second and third notes. My real first note is weird half costumes because, like, it's <laughs> like their costumes are slowly being assembled as practice goes on. And I'm like, why wouldn't you just wait for the full costume to be finished before wearing it? Like, you're wearing your normal school clothes underneath anyway. You just take off a weird underskirt. Like, is it really that immersive for your character to be wearing, like, pantaloons and nothing else? <laughs> Allegra, but then how are we going to know that they're rehearsing for a play and this isn't just Degrassi dialogue? <laughs> I'd I like mean... to maybe give them more credit where it's like, they're getting used to, like, being able to move in corsets and shit and, like, figuring out their spatial awareness on stage. But I don't know. It's probably just so we know that they're practicing for a play. Can we get into fashion police? Because then I have an immediate follow up. <laughs> okay, yes. let's go into it. Because Alex delivering her monotonous line is has those like sunset colored like two thousand mid two thousands glasses that don't do anything except for fashion. <laughs> <laughs> She's like whatever fashion in quotes. I love it. It's actually kind of a page accessory. That's true. Another also, hint. oh yeah. Also, this episode is. I mean, I think we already already knew this, but this episode just kind of drove home that Alex only has literally two outfits. It's her <laughs> white wife beater with the black bra strap showing or just like various wife beater outfits. Or it's like that blue button up shirt she ties up so her belly is showing with like baggy pants. And those are like the only two outfits that Alex has that aren't her uniform at the popcorn place. And she yeah. looks great in both of them. <laughs> I don't want to knock people who only have two outfits. We know about Alex's home life, all right? Sometimes you can't always fashion. Yeah. Uh, Allegra's making true. it very real right now. <laughs> it's been that kind of day. <laughs> it's been that kind of week. Ugh. Uh, but Jay without his hat. Thank Throughout God. the entire episode. And he look, he has like gotten... Of also a full makeover, except for maybe the first scene. I think he's still wearing like weird oversized like nondescript jersey outfit but throughout the rest of the episode all of his clothes like fit him and they're not baggy times a million they're not a huge fucking sports jersey <laughs> <laughs> i'm finally attracted to jay because i remembered yes. watching the show and being attracted to jay and like in this rewatch i'm like oh god oh god <laughs> and then in this episode i'm like oh i get it yeah he takes off the hat we see that he has good hair and his face looks nice like without a hat on it and he's wearing like well-fitting clothing and I had all I just was I was distracted by it in a good way. Necklace in every outfit. That's true. Like not a not a huge chunky like bling thing that was popular at the That's time true. just like 
just a little silver chain mm-hmm. or just like a spiky necklace, you know? Um, when he was and, like, wearing that blue shirt in the library, I think that was his best look. It was a good look for him. Mm-hmm. Also, Darcy, in the beginning, in her only scene, when she's really bad at acting, <laughs> her like hat and corset dress were crazy, but also looked great. All of the costumes yeah. were kind of crazy, but great. Jumping oh. ahead a bit, but another costume note is Manny, when uh, this is super far ahead, uh, gets stabbed in the chest with a stake. <laughs> In that white outfit, I'm like, her, like, I, I know this is super weird to say. Are you going to mention her cleavage? Child. Yes, they, her boobs looked amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like, not in a sexual way. They just look good. Oh, um, also, I forgot this episode that Jay is short for Jason. And oh, I yeah. have many complicated feelings with that name. Also, another Jay fashion <laughs> note. At one point when Emma's talking to him outside he's wearing like tiny little sunglasses <laughs> but of he was kind he of it was kind of working for him but maybe it, like i was just cast under a j spell throughout the episode but i thought he looked great in every scene i think we all were which is confusing because he's like super so dirtbag awful. so it's awful this, but he was just... like sexy dirtbag in this episode you just described my type of men in general <laughs> just hot dirtbag <laughs> It makes me think of Broad City, like, ugly sex list. It's not like, he's not ugly. It's more like dirtbag sex list. Mm -hmm. Like, you know it's wrong, but that's kind of why it's right. (laughs) Totally. Um, Also, what the fuck was Ashley's jersey shirt? So bad. I literally wrote that down. It looks like her shirt was cobbled together from, like, scraps of other, like, team shirts that, like, from the factory. And they just mushed them all together because her... Like, the main part of her shirt was red and had a number on it, but her sleeves were, like, blue and yellow, weird, like... And they were, like, cut down the middle, so they were more, like, wings than sleeves. It was so and I And I didn't understand... Because I didn't understand, first of all, the look was crazy. And second of all, I didn't understand, like, how the sleeves were structured, that they, like, stayed on her arms. Because I felt like they should have just been, like, sliding off of her the whole time. I don't know how any of it worked, but it was all... Terrible. Also, it's just not a very Ashley shirt. No. And there I'm just I'm mad about the structural integrity of the sleeves. It um, was on the other bad. hand, uh Ellie looks amazing in every scene. She looks great. There when she's talking to Craig at his Craig. house, mm-hmm. she had like a oh. black turtleneck on with like a really cute jacket with like skulls on the back, and I loved it. That was like I wrote that. I'm like, Ellie had to tell looks perfect in that scene. The first scene we see her in has like this belt. It's like the her like mega spikes. mega stud belt. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I was just like that was my fucking like I I dress like a hardcore nerd because I was one. Um, I I dress like a um, twelve year old boy and or twelve year old lesbian. Take your pick. <laughs> when you were twelve. Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh yes, uh, I remember. <laughs> through fourteen. Um, you wore and- exclusively humongous sweatshirts with like kind of baggy capris and etnies with your hair pulled back in a very tight ponytail a militant ponytail um (laughs) this is what you you wear when you hate your body anyway i had always always wanted to look like ellie forever like ellie avril lavigne sort of type that was like if i knew how to fashion that's what i would want to wear yeah 
She looks great. She was probably my my middle school style icon. Marco's hair is especially flippy. I just said the same thing. I was like, <laughs> oh my god, Marco's hair. <laughs> it is awful, awful, awful hair. Um. Also, oh my god, when they kidnap Jimmy or when they're sneaking Jimmy out of the hospital, I lo- <laughs> like Marco has dressed them up in all black, and I'm like. Margo, that's even more conspicuous because nobody else it's like not nighttime and you're in like a bleak fluorescent lighting hospital but i love how marco's like i wanted to look like ninjas he was so cute and then craig's like huge trench coat with the collar (laughs) and his black fedora it was all great and terrible at the same time i just i just wanted him to start like with some hard-boiled dialogue like film noir style and be like the problem was a dame see like i was just <laughs> exactly. ready for it I, I, I was ready for those like window shade like like shadows to like just be across his face and be like she walked in legs first like i was just <laughs> so ready for it um also manny is wearing her like tracksuit with um a like jersey t-shirt thing mm-hmm. and as per usual it looks nuts but her hair looks great this whole episode and she's like working the hoop earrings her hair always looks really good she's got great hair i'm so I jealous i think at one point emma is wearing birkenstocks <laughs> of course she is i couldn't tell if they were birkenstocks or crocs but it looked like a hybrid between the two of them when she's talking to jay like on this like I don't know, in the midst of the gonorrhea rumors or something. And I was very confused about it. Well, until this season, Emma was a Birkenstock of a human. That's true. (laughs) Oh, when they're at the when they're at the Kid Alric concert, the guy that Jimmy like taps to be like, please, I can't see. That guy has like (laughs) majorly like Statue of Liberty, like spiky spike (laughs) hair. And it was crazy. It might have been dyed literally statue of liberty hair because yeah. there's nothing else going on his head is shaved except, except for, for spiky hair that are like the longest spikes ever like what does that look like when he doesn't have gel in his hair i want i don't know if i want to see that i but. i mean i had friends with like mohawks and stuff in high school and like when it's when things like that aren't stuck up they just look like like what's wrong with your head <laughs> um something else about uh Craig's outfit when he's being very sneaky. Actu- an actual fedora, not not a tribly, but like an actual trench coat fedora mix. Um, also, Marco, that's not what ninjas look like. <laughs> <laughs> I was annoyed by the fact that his trench coat was tan, but his fedora was black. And yeah. I was like, that's not how you do this. <laughs> he also wasn't smooth like a detective in a film noir. He was like tweaking out. <laughs> like oh, yeah. Yeah. But his Clear behavior didn't match the outfit. Um, Emma has a great Old Navy branded shirt at the end. Was this episode sponsored by Old Navy? Because Snake also had an Old Navy shirt on. Yeah, there were lots of Old Navy shirts. The Nelson uh, household, uh, Nelson Simpson household is an exclusive Old Navy brand (laughs) household. I mean, I believe it. Respect that. That tracks. Um, (laughs) Those are all the notes that I have. Me too. I had more than i thought that i did um let's see darcy's stupid hat which eventually becomes emma's stupid hat (laughs) (laughs) ellie wears a choker which are coming back into style now uh craig's hair is looking so good oh oh my favorite fashion piece of the whole episode emma when she's getting inside of jay's car 
her bag has Che Guevara's face on it. I saw that. Yes. I did not see that. Yes, I, I saw that. Like, Sorry. I just yelled directly into the mic. I saw that though. I remember I like I was I was very excited and I was gonna write it down and then I forgot. Okay, uh, like honestly, I fucking hate it when people put Che uh on things. I have like a moral issue with people gl- glorifying Che Guevara. Like I get it. He's hot. <laughs> But like this, like maybe that was like a thing to come. Maybe that was like a really subtle commentary. Like, oh, he's really high and like seems revolutionary to my state of being. But like, he will give me gonorrhea or we'll, or will murder millions. Don't worry about it. It's like it's very appropriate. <laughs> I would love to think that Degrassi was that nuanced, but I I don't know if I want to give that one to them. I definitely no, don't. <laughs> So just surface value, that's the most Emma thing I've ever seen. Oh, for sure. That and the Birkenstocks. <laughs> All right. Well, after the theme song rolls. Um, oh, that- my God. We're only up to after the theme song. It's been 30 minutes. Oh, God. I'm sorry, everybody. But maybe not. Maybe you need this, like, another two-hour distraction. I know I probably do. Same. Um, so after the theme song... <laughs> That kind of hot silver foxery teacher is talking to Emma and is like, uh, the grace period after the shooting is like coming to a close. Which, excuse you. Yeah. The grace period should be all goddamn year. Give her a fucking break. Also, still, I don't know who that guy is. I don't know what that guy's <laughs> name is. He's a history teacher. Okay. Well, that's all the information that we have. Um, um, yeah, if they've said his name, I don't remember it. He becomes, he has a, an episode later. Um, where he gets mad at Danny and Danny's future douchebag friend. Great. Um, oh, that dude with the the ugly guy. The, the guy who yeah, looks like Gordo from Lizzie McGuire. But blonde. Yeah. Oh, I forgot um, about that dude. Okay. Yeah. So I put my note was your trauma has a time limit. Shitty teacher. But also <laughs> her parents are like, I mean, most of the kids at school are over it. Like she's not over it yet. I'm like, why are we trying they, to rush this? Like, ev- like, this like no, no one's ever going to be o- like over it completely. Ever. Like they're not like oh. Mr. Simpson even goes, "Listen, just because most of the kids are over it at school, like not every other kid saw someone die." Yeah, he does like, say that. Well, Mr. Simpson is always the only person who knows what's happening. Like he yeah. called like Craig's bipolar from a goddamn mile away. Yeah, but ever I just it yeah, it makes me angry that everyone's like why is she still acting out? Like, why is she still upset? Like, why isn't she getting over it? And you're like, can we please? Like, it like it hasn't even been a whole. It's been like a couple months since this happened. Seriously, no. It's since she watched a kid die in front of her eyes. Honestly, if someone, if I had experienced a trauma and someone told me that my grace period was ending, I would spit in their face. I would be like, Honestly, okay, goodbye. I'm taking the rest of the year off. Yeah, seriously, every other person I know who's gone something, who's been through something traumatic like that, they get out of school. Yeah, like, they I don't mean, go back. I mean, Sean for left, a while. and we literally have not seen Toby in like so many episodes. Yeah. So for all we know, Toby is taking like a mental health six months, like a much needed one. Like, oh my god. Anyway, the t- teacher is like, "Grace period's coming to an end." You're a douchebag. Emma's like, whatever. And then we cut to... So this is a two-part episode where the B-plot is different in both parts. So the first part B-plot is 
Ashley is really worried about Craig and she wants him to go to a support group thing and she's like really pressuring him and he's like kind of resistant to it but he's like okay I guess I'll go and yeah um and it's a like I can't tell if I like it or if she's like overbearing and it annoys me but also Ellie hurt my feelings because goulash is like the food of my people it's Hungarian <laughs> and it's like all we have like that and like an overuse of paprika so I was like Ellie don't hate on goulash but Craig was like mm, goulash and I was like yeah yeah, and he was like, any food with goo in the name has to be good, right? Which is a weird line of reasoning. <laughs> I mean, it is good because paprika, but like, that's a weird As someone who's trying to swerve out of conversations constantly, uh, I have a feeling he was reaching. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Any excuse. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Ashley, I think it's nice that she is trying to help him, but it does become apparent that, that this is like, the only thing that dominates all of their conversations and it's getting like it's becoming a little too much for craig but then i've definitely been ashley before i've definitely been mom friend like i'm really really worried about you i want to do this because it's up for your own good and just the more you push that pressure on someone who's already not in a good place it absolutely backfires as the person who has been on the other end yes (laughs) But also, it's like, I would rather be the friend who's overbearing, trying to get you help, than kind of ignoring the problem. So, I don't know. It's, but, like, it's definitely, you need to have a good balance with that kind of thing. Because I've definitely been the mom friend as well. Um, but then we are back at play rehearsal, and Darcy and Manny are in a scene. And so... It appears that Darcy is Mina and Manny is Lucy. Cody had p- pointed out on her episode that the roles kind of got switched around. And yeah, because originally Manny was Mina. Yeah, so I I guess they maybe they f- actually held auditions and then decided roles, <laughs> whereas before they were just kind of rehearsing and workshopping it and trying to get it approved for the school. That's the only real explanation I could. Because Emma does say that she, like, bombed the audition. So I guess they did eventually. And she wasn't in any of those earlier, like, that early episode. So I guess that, I mean, I guess that can be the line of reasoning. Yeah, that's. Yeah, maybe they were like, now that this is going to be a real thing and it's not just us dicking around, um, we want everyone to formally audition. And I'm sure Manny was super jazzed about that. (laughs) But Darcy is awful. And JT is, like, insulting her. And is like, what is happening? Like, you can't do anything. And Emma keeps chiming in because Darcy doesn't remember her lines. And Emma keeps feeding her her lines. And she's like, I thought it was Liberty's job to feed me the lines. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know what's happening. Oh, also, I forgot to mention during Fashion Police. But during this scene, and also just this season, Queen Quan's hair looks amazing. She looks great. She's just Queen Quan forever. Also, I'm already annoyed by Darcy, and we've only met her, like, three times. Yeah. But JT is like, I'm directing and playing Van Helsing, and I know all my lines. Like, what's your excuse? And it's like, again, when did JT become this, like, overbearing, like, theater guy? Well, he's Dates always... Liberty once. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> uh, I mean, the theater thing makes sense because he, like, likes acting, but... um. And that has been proven. That is canon. And the overbearing, I guess we can just be like, 
now dates Liberty. I guess so. Um, That's my only explanation. Because he's like Rick levels of pretentious annoying with the directing. It's, But also just very... I feel like it speaks true to like high school theater kids. But also like oh, he's much oh, you better want to talk at about it. High school. <laughs> <laughs> he's also much better at it no, than Rick was. He's true. He's like less condescending and just more like direct about telling people they're awful, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and he's and, he's, and he's giving like the correct advice. Like I'm not going to lie to you. This play does not totally suck. For a high school production. Yeah. The set is amazing. Beautiful. The lighting is great. Like, and that sounds like a cop out to like tell your friend <laughs> that her play was good, but like the lighting and the set are both great. Um, but as someone who built sets in high school, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> and so, but then JT is like basically fires Darcy and she's very upset. She's like, All right, well, I curse you, Macbeth, and like utters the cursed word in the theater and storms out i'm surprised that she knew that i know right (laughs) and then afterward uh they're in the dressing room and emma's like practicing the mina lines in the mirror and manny's like you need to you should try out you're so good and she's like i totally blew my audition and then Manny invites her to a sleepover with her and Liberty. And Emma is unresponsive. And is like, no, you guys would have more fun without me. I don't want to do it. Uh, but then we see uh, Amy and Alex are like changing. And Amy freaks out because she can't find her bracelets. And Alex is like, why do you care? Those are like five. Those are like worth a nickel. And Amy's just like, no, I need my bracelets. And then Emma finds them. And Aunt Amy grabs them away, and she's just very concerned about them. Oh, and then also, um, there, at one point, um, Amy and Alex are talking, and Amy's like, maybe I should play Mina, because like, suddenly they're without a Mina. And she's like, I, maybe I should play Mina, the beautiful virgin. And then Alex goes, no, that's acting. And that <laughs> made me laugh. Amazing. I uh, missed well, that. I have so many things I have to fucking comment on. Um <laughs> Um, one of them is that, uh, fucking Emma's acting, like, just because you know every line does not mean you, like, deserve to be the lead, because her acting is straight up like a fucking wooden doll. She's like a mannequin. Oh, no, for where art thou? Oh, what has becometh of me? She oh, like, my God, Emma, you should be the lead. She, like, first of all, she knows all the words, and she slightly changes her voice, like, tone. Like, she talks a little bit higher and, like, a little bit more dreamy, and she's like, this is acting, right? <laughs> my cadence is different. That's how this works. I feel What's like... What's really sad, though, is that um, Marion McDonald is a real actress, and she's like, oh... Let me suddenly become e- even better at acting. And it, it's worse. I feel like it's, like, too much to do, like, the Inception acting with, like, the play within the play thing. I feel like she can't handle it. But, I mean, they did it on, um, what was that movie that we like? <laughs> Get Over Get Over It. <laughs> they did a great job <laughs> on that. Guys, if I've I've said it before and I'll say it again, everybody should watch the movie Get Over It for like Martin Short alone. A oh, 100%. And also Baby Mila Kunis, Kirsten Dunst. And Cisco. You forgot Cisco. Fucking, that was the cherry on top. I was saving it for the end. Okay, that's fair. Goddamn Cisco. It. Oh, Cisco. Fancy legs or the dragon. whatever the fuck his 
name wasn't that. I think it was Crazy Legs. Crazy Legs. Oh my God. Holland. What? And let us not forget who is in Get Over It and the Grass. <gasps> Mr. Mr. Oleander. How could I forget? We both did at the same time. Guys, this is the Degrassi play crossover we all need in our lives. Anyway, I don't know how we got on this tangent, but let's move on. Um, Cut to Craig is at group like and it's clearly like in the city because there's like a nice like skyline shot of Toronto. Wait, 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 wait. We did not talk about the fucking bracelets. I literally was like, Amy freaked out about her bracelets. Emma found no, the bracelets. No, no, no. She was very concerned about the bracelets. Talk- about what I'm the bracelets say- mean. Yes. You we did don't- blow by the bracelets. We don't know what they mean yet, though, technically. We haven't right, been fine, to the ravine fine. to learn about the bracelets fine, yet. I'll sit on them. <laughs> but still, I love that Alex is like, they cost like a nickel. And Amy's like, shut up. It doesn't matter. I need them. They mean so much more than that. Uh, God, I have a lot of feelings on these bracelets. I'm ready for the bracelet talk, but let's let's go to this poorly shot um, <laughs> group scene group where the scene. fucking spinning of the camera was like a little bit too fast and made me queasy. <laughs> and Craig opens up about not wanting to tell people that he's bipolar because that's a, then that's all that everybody sees. And right as he's finishing up this thought. In walks Ellie, and we learn that Ashley recommended the same group that Ellie goes to, which is kind of a shitty thing for her to not mention to Craig. That that's how he she found out about it. When his biggest worry is other people knowing about his mental health. Like he literally said, "Did you tell Ellie?" And she's like, "No." It's like, you know, I just first of all, she clearly did. Second of all. Like, why? Like, why wouldn't you warn him? I mean, I get that she wants him to go to the group or at least, like, tell Ellie not to go that week or something. Do something. Or just recommend a different group that she doesn't go to. It's, like, supposed to be an anonymous kind of feel anyway, right? Like, it's so you can talk without feeling judged. And when you have somebody that you know there, it makes you less able to do that. It is awkward to run into people that you know at, like, whatever blank anonymous group you go to like that has happened to me and i'm like ooh, we went to high school together yeah if there's one thing i know about people who are going through a hard time if you are forcing them to do something they also don't like being blindsided (laughs) exactly so craig fight so then ellie walks in and craig is not happy but before we get to the confrontation between him and ashley we're back to jay he is driving around in his car um pumping some really bad music it's like sounds kind of pearl jammy but also like worse it's it's no i mean it's like a pearl jam knockoff band just called jizz like it's like (laughs) (laughs) but like instead of it's an an i it's a y (laughs) Yes. <laughs> it's like, it's definitely the kind of music that like a boy that I would like in high school would pick me up in his car. It in. just sounds like, <laughs> <laughs> like, um, uh-huh, and you have a future the as the leader of Queen- Queens of the Stone Age. Uh, let me tell you. You mean I, you don't think I'm good enough for jizz with a Y? <laughs> I think it you have did. some work to go before you can be with jizz with a Y. <laughs> I affectionately call this type of music, um, 
butt rock yep. or, or dad rock. My brother and I do that. Also, um, I'm really sorry if you suddenly hear purring. My cat is trying to attack my image of the webcam <laughs> on the, my computer screen. That's fine. Oh, she's he's so adorable. cute. Um, but he's driving in his car, his orange ass car, pumping this music <laughs> as I think Emma's like leaving school or walking home and he offers her a ride. And she's like, oh, my house is. And he's like, I remember I've driven you home before when we like when we came back from dropping off Sean. And he's, she's like, oh, yeah, I miss him, too. And he's like, what are you talking about? I don't miss him. Like, like you're like, I'm not gay. You're gay. Like, just like <laughs> deflecting. Why are we suddenly talking about gay things? You know what? Sometimes everyone has gay thoughts. What's, what's on the subject? But also, I, I find it really gross and concerning that as soon as that as soon as Sean is gone, uh, whatever barrier uh, was up between Jay creeping on Emma is totally gone. Totally Like, gone. apparently, Jay had some bro code respect for not going after your best friend's ex, but now he's gone, so well, it's that... rabbit hunting season. But well, they also that, hated she... each other. Well, they did, but also she's, like, she's had more of her, like, as the kids say, glow up since, like, she and Jay hated each other. That's true. true. Um, but so he drops her off and then he invites her to the ravine and we're like, and it's just like, all right, it's beginning. Things are happening. But like when I was watching this scene, so like Jay pulling up, blasting the shitty music and being like kind of cool, like, but not really. I'm like, I so would have fallen for all of Jay's shit in high school. Like it would have been so easy to get me to that ravine. (laughs) (laughs) I know this about myself. I'm not proud of it. But I was stupid. But he was also, like, really smooth. Like, dirtbag level smooth. Very dirtbag smooth, which is <laughs> which is the name of my new band. I say it's the name of my new oh, cosmetics I line. <laughs> I thought that was the name of uh, Kelsey's autobiography. But like- <laughs> that is also true. It's my dating book. <laughs> dirtbag smooth. That's where I give all my tips. I just feel like Jay is trying really hard to woo Emma. But Jay's like, always trying really hard. True. <laughs> Jay is the most try hard out of everyone on this show. Guys, let's take a moment. Listen, Jay needs friends. And like, if he has a friend's resume, he tries really hard. <laughs> he loves he loves group activities. <laughs> he loves meeting new people and taking them and including them in his activities after school. <laughs> That's very true. That's very true. He's quite persistent. Um, also, wait, no, one more very important thing. If you have a grudge against someone, he will tape up, take up that grudge for no reason at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he has no... He's loyal. He has no horse in this race, but he will punch someone in the face just because you're like, I kind of don't like that guy. He will to take seat. the glasses off of the person he's about to punch <laughs> in the face, do an impression of them to their face, and then continue to beat them up. I just said that he was loyal, but let me clarify, only to guy friends, not to girlfriends. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, no, this is not his girlfriend resume. His girlfriend resume is like, eh, I'm dirtbag cool. <laughs> just follow me. Um... But then Emma goes into the house, and this is when we overhear uh, Snake and Spike talking about how, like, she's having a hard time, and 
it's like, well, she, not everybody else at school witnessed this thing. And Spike is like, and also coupled with her being a teenage girl, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, and then Emma overhears this and gets all down in the dumps about it, which is understandable. And then she goes Uh, down into her basement. Oh, wait, Lugger, did you want to say something about this? Yeah. So um, they're like, hey, we made dinner. And Emma's like told a lie about eating pizza. I'm like, no, thanks. I'm stuffed. And I'm like things to come yeah Um, yeah for sure um so then she goes down into her her basement and manny is like texting her and telling her to come over and emma ignores this and then decides to sneak out of her basement window to go meet jay in the ravine and so she pulls up to the ravine and walks up to jay and She's just, I don't know, she's just, like, starts, she's like, are you surprised to see me here? Do you think I'm weird? And Jay's like, well, that's a loaded question. And it's, like, weird (laughs) flirting between the two of them that I still, like, can't get a handle on. It would have worked on me. I know this for a fact. Also, you can tell, like, what time this was from because she left her phone. Exactly. She snuck out, but she didn't take her phone with her, which, like right now would be like unheard of never also she's like do you think i'm weird and he's like you're just as weird as any of us which to (laughs) me is like well that's not super helpful because he's like surrounded by like what emma would definitely deem as like the fucking weirdos yeah um first of all uh do not show creepy dirt bag guy that you are insecure because they smell weakness um that is true Weakness enough to try to lure you to the sex van. But also, uh, high school Allegra definitely would have been like, am I being really super weird right now? Which, answer, yes, probably. Um, (laughs) And B, that's probably the smoothest answer he could have possibly given. That's true. That's super true. just as weird as any of us. Um, And then she sees two people walk coming out of the van and... She's like, what's that? Or she's like, what's in the van? And then Jay's like, what do you think's in the van? And she's Emma like, knows what's in the van. No, she doesn't. No, she doesn't because she's like, first she's like, um, beer, mar beer, shag carpeting, shag carpeting. <laughs> and then Jay's like, want me to show you what's in the van? And they go into the van. And okay, first of all, I like do not believe that there would actually be candles in this van also that is such a fire hazard <laughs> exactly like I wrote, what fucking romantic <laughs> thug guy just like who lit up the fucking candles in the sex van like no dirtbag high schooler would like go and buy candles to light in this like dingy van like i don't believe that's like the one the most unbelievable part of the van for me um but powers. they but they get into the van, and then um, Emma's like, oh, my God, it's so cheesy. And then Jay starts to kiss her, and then she's kind of getting uncomfortable. And he's like, what? Like, this is what the van's for. He's like, it's for hooking up. And she's like, what? Because she's, I'm like, which to me, I still feel like, I mean, how, you should have known what this was. I mean, it no, seems as, pretty obvious. She should have known. someone who could. But like I, 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 gen- I genuinely person. don't think she knew. I keep talking over you, Allegra. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's because you and I are the same person. <laughs> um, I was the dumb kid in high school who was like, I totally know things and literally knew nothing. Uh, I would have been like, 
what's a cool answer to give about what's in the van? Beer. Um, and Jay literally goes, blowjobs, heard of them? And <laughs> Which like, was the craziest sentence I've ever heard in my life. Like, I don't think a guy goes, has ever actually uttered the words blowjob to me before ever like it's always like something that's insinuated but it's not, no, nobody would ever say blowjobs you heard of them actually no he's let's like get to it no I, I i literally wrote down the quote because i was like this is so absurd he's like you know what blowjobs are don't you that was um, the j line and she goes what and like, then runs but not before and he Ties a bracelet around her wrist and says, "What does she say?" Every player, Every gets, player a prize. gets a prize, and then she bolts on out of there because she says, "Not in my America, we earn our trophies." <laughs> <laughs> you guys, the world is on fire. <laughs> How about yours? That's the way I like it, and I never get bored. <laughs> Agree to disagree. Fuck you, Smash Mouth. You had no idea what you were talking about. Listen, it was a different time. <laughs> it's true. I, th- I think Bill Clinton was still president. Mm, for sure. Um, <laughs> huh. Anyway, things, <laughs> we just keep like remembering what reality is. Anyway, so she bolts out of there. And then the next day, uh, Emma and Liberty and JT are in class. And JT is like baby talk apologizing to liberty like i don't even know what he said i mean liberty's like do i look like the baby talk person to you and i'm so glad that she said that but she's mad at him because he fired darcy and now they don't have amina and then emma like walks up with like newfound confidence which i don't know why because she like bolted out of the ravine but she's like she starts reciting like the lines of mina they're like how do you know that and she's like i tried out remember and liberty's like well we need reliable people um which like i get that liberty is still mad at emma but like you don't have to be a dick about that like why is everyone so fucking insensitive it's crazy first of all we cannot forget that it's liberty that's fair. And yeah. she will she will judge the shit out of everybody. That's and second true. of all, she's been getting really, really close with Manny. And um, besides observing Emma being terrible about the Chris situation, she's probably been like, Manny's probably been shit talking her frustrations about Emma to Liberty. Because Manny's really cool. Manny is so good this episode. She's oh, she's great. Number one best friend. And number one best friend knows that her best friends having a really hard time so she's like i can't bring up any of this shit to emma because i don't want her to feel bad but oh my god she's really being really awful liberty and liberty's like you didn't come to her sleepover yeah and but they give her a chance and she gets the part of mina because they kind of don't have any other options anyway um but then after this craig confronts ashley about not telling him that Ellie goes to this group. And Ash is like, I'm sorry I didn't tell you, but, like, I thought you would, like, wouldn't mind or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, Ashley, are you goddamn kidding me? Yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm pretty over Ashley shit in regards to this whole situation. I'm like, ugh, I just... And so they, they have a fight, and it's boring because they're boring. Yeah. Oh, oh, but she does say one thing that annoys me because... You know, because most of my notes are about her shirt. But she just <laughs> say one thing that annoys me in that scene where she's like, 
wow, good thing I know about mood swings when you just start meds. And I was like, oh Ashley my God. fucking <sighs> Kerwin, get your shit together. She's not being a fucking ally. She's being an asshole. Jeez. Um, I do have to say, though, she says, apparently Puerto Vallarta is gay honeymooners paradise. And I'm like, can we imagine what the fuck that could mean? <laughs> <laughs> and how it somehow differentiates <laughs> from like straight honeymooners paradise. <laughs> Where is like, it different? I mean, like, the what appeals to gay honeymooners? Like, drag shows? I don't understand. I don't know. And and it, is it gay and lesbian or what? Because if it's gay, like, maybe all of the, like, serving people are, like, very hot men. But, like, if it is also, like, lesbian honeymooners paradise, that doesn't work for them. Also, Basically, we've been to Puerto Vallarta. Allegra and I have been. And it's just like a fucking <laughs> beach in have. Mexico. It's like, I don't remember it being like catered to one type of sexuality anyway. Basically, it sounds, a gay honeymooner's paradise sounds like a magical place. And someone should write fan fiction about what it could possibly mean. That is true. Very dirty fan fiction. <laughs> I, you know what? That would actually probably be good porn. Oh, yeah, probably. Right? Um. Anyway, so this is taking hey, a turn. So I'm sorry. After this conversation, we're back at the play, and Emma is rehearsing um, with the guy who's playing Dracula. Yeah, I think his name is Nate. Yes, and like when it comes time to do like the kiss on stage, Emma like laughs, isn't all shy about it, and JT's like, Emma, it says to kiss in the script, you need to kiss him, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, sorry, this is awkward doing it in front of all these people. And what it's like, but okay, so then, which like I understand, it's weird. Um, but then JT is like, fine, as long as you promise me you'll get it in rehearsal tomorrow. But like, it is a very short scene. Just redo the scene and be like, okay, you have to do this. We'll, we're just going to keep practicing just it like until go you do it. it. So you it's a short prepared. scene. It's a short scene. Just like, do it again. Like, don't fucking break. Of, it's for, kind of out of character for JT's hard-ass director type, too. Like, all episode, he's like, get it right. Man. Yeah, and he's like, and okay, he's well, like, then just get it tomorrow. <laughs> or whatever. Um, but then after this, they're back in the dressing room, and Alex and Amy are just teasing Emma mercilessly for being, like, prudish. And But Emma is still wearing her sex bracelet. And... They're, like, teasing her and teasing her and teasing her. And then she, like, goes over to, like, grab something by Amy to, like, like not so subtly show her the bracelet on her wrist. And Amy's like, is that mine? And Emma's like, no, it's mine. Like, very pointedly. And then, like, walks out of the room. Maybe this is when we can talk about sex bracelets. I have one thing to say, though. Um, or two things. I'm sorry. Uh, Amy is like, I can make his big manly shoes shake or something like that. And I'm like, big manly shoes? Hot. <laughs> <laughs> and Alex is like, penisophobia. And I'm like, girl, penisophobia is real. <laughs> Says the lesbian. Seriously. Whatever. Oh, um, my God. Or is Alex bi, technically? Do we have, no. do we have a read on that? No. Uh, we did. We get a definitive thing. Spo mega spoilers, but she and Paige have a fight, and she's like, "I'm not bi. I'm a lesbian." Okay, I couldn't. remember. She says those exact words. Okay, I didn't remember that. Um, also, Amy does not like anyone out slutting her. She's like, no, "Oh no!" I'm she's bi. like very proud of all of her bracelets. And why shouldn't she be? She worked hard for them. She um, earned those bracelets. Yeah. 
every player gets a prize. Oh, sex God. bracelets. Okay, so like also, yeah. Go no, ahead. you go ahead. Just that the, she had different colors too. Amy. Yeah. So different colors obviously mean different acts. But you go. You were about to say something. Yeah. What? Like in like middle school, I want to say, or like early high school I think middle school we had these like rubber bracelets that yes. they used to sell at Hot Topic and everyone would say that they were like four different sex acts but or like for doing like different drugs but nobody ever did any of those things never we would just be like the black no. one means sex and exactly. it was like yeah was, like, stuff like that so it was like it was like kind of a thing but it wasn't like a real genuine thing and Degrassi took it to like a real level I swear it was like an urban legend that people like you heard like yeah. like this is what this means but I don't think anyone actually like gave out bracelets for doing things no because i know that like i, I think the opposite no what? no not like sorry i heard the the bracelets worked in the opposite way um where if you really because i knew this girl who wore them and she's like yeah and a guy will break it off your wrist and you know, then you have to do that thing and i was oh, like yeah. that's oh. terrible i saw i heard that too so it, yeah, it kind yeah, of yeah. yeah i think that was the way that it went uh-huh. Maybe. Or maybe it was both ways. I don't remember. Uh, yeah. I feel it, like... Or it was like some sort of like, I do this or I'm up for it's this. Just, mm-hmm. It's just no one actually did it. So that's why. <laughs> so, like, so, so it was it's just still nonsense. all moot. It's all nonsense. <laughs> but... Yeah, but I remember. I think I had some of those bracelets without like totally knowing what they all meant, but like knowing they had an association. Them. Well, I had a ton of them because they like they really rounded off the like Ellie wannabe seventh grade Kelsey look. Totally, and you would like chain like two of them together, yeah, and like with like different color combinations and stuff. Like I totally remember. Like they were, you could just get them at like Hot Topic or even like PacSun or Claire's or something, and. But yeah, I don't think anyone, not at my school anyway, I don't think anyone ever did those things. Although, let's be real, I was not in like the most sexually active crowd in middle school or in high school. So I am not exactly an expert on the sex bracelets anyway, or just sex in high school at all. What? Holland. (laughs) We're all shocked. You're telling me. (laughs) Your sister. Although, to be fair, Allegra, you did not find out that Holland, didn't you like sneak out or something? Wasn't that the thing that shocked you? I skipped class like twice. That was it. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure, Um, but I'm pretty sure my mom knew about it, but whatever. Um, But although I will say I remembered like the one of the times I ever skipped class in high school, I was skipping my, (laughs) I was skipping my AP environmental science class, guys. Oh my God. And we were very different people. (laughs) To go to the movies with two other people in my class. And guess what movie we saw? What did you say? Ghosts of Girlfriends Past. <laughs> oh my god, why? It was so bad. I know, I've seen it. Why did you do that? I don't know. But we decided that it would be a good idea for some reason. And it was the class before oh lunch. Gosh. And I had a, and I went home at lunch on those days. It was not that risque. Holland. Mom probably got the call from the office and it's like, your daughter was not in class and she was in other class. We think she skipped. And she was like, probably, thank God, this little nerd is having some fun. <laughs> well, no, I no, I didn't. If they if she got in a call, it would have been to be like, oh, to confirm that I had like a dentist appointment because I would I forged a note to like the office aide to be like, I have a dentist appointment today and I oh, have that, to be checked out. That's smart. I would just leave. 
No, I did. I covered my bases and forged mom's signature because I knew like the, like nine times out of ten, my mom doesn't answer her phone anyway. So I knew I would probably uh, be covered. See, you were you were better than me because I did not do any ahead planning. I just did a lot of lying after I'd been caught. I'm also the person who literally planned out the first time I was going to get drunk. I remember. So I remember you telling me this. This is my favorite story about Holland's youth. I don't know if I've ever told this. Have I told this on the podcast? I don't know. Allegra, has she told this on the podcast? I want to say yes. Okay. I want to say you have. Yeah. You were like, but for those just joining us. Yeah. My friends and I decided one weekend when my mom was out of town, we were going to go to her house and we like collected like water bottles full of various alcohols from our parents' liquor cabinets. And we had this planned out like two weeks in advance. We called it the experiment because we wanted to know what each of us would act like when we were drunk. This is who I was in high school, so um, the first I don't know time, anything. Ab- I didn't know anything about sex bracelets. The first time I ever drank was 99 Bananas. Oh, God. In eighth grade. Oh. Like the beginning or middle of eighth grade. The first time I drank, Fine. I was 17. It was at Alex's house. Shout out, Alex, if you are I still a person. Remember, I remember that night because you were like, don't go to mom's house. <laughs> I'll be so pissed at you if you go to mom's house this night. Yeah, very also, subtle. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we just got like a little tipsy and jumped on the trampoline and then went to sleep. <laughs> it was uneventful. Oh man, I'm I'm pretty sure that's like around the time that I started dating my first boyfriend. Was yeah. like I, also when I drank 99 I, bananas, which is a pretty good <laughs> indication of like things to come. Oh god, like, just, just just drinking to be. I had with a Matt really bad fine. experience with 99 peaches in college, and I can't like drink anything peach related ever again or anything that's 99 oh no 99 proof alcohol is dangerous kids don't drink it (laughs) i've never heard of the 99 stuff um shows how much how cool i am (laughs) it is bad it's like schnapps kind of right it's schnapps it's schnapps but like flavored but 99 proof schnapps and flavored like a shitty fruit it's not worth it also not worth it. Just guys, just don't drink brunettes. It's so bad. It's so bad. Anyway, I don't know how oh, we got to this. I'm sorry to tangent. I was just saying, like, I see your horrible, nerdy um, first drinking experience and raise you, you and me, and when I was in college. <laughs> when does what? Remember a couple spring breaks ago, and I was like, Holland, get me drunk for the first time, and we watched Pocahontas. As we watched Pocahontas. <laughs> I love both of you so much. And holes. <laughs> you guys. You guys are so cute. I love you so much. Oh, my God. I got a leg of drunk and we watched holes in Pocahontas. <laughs> you guys are so cute. And this is how cool we were when Holes came out. I know the words to that Dig It Up song. And when it came out of the we theme the song, we danced and sang to it. <laughs> Oh my god. I love you guys. guys. That was the first movie we watched that night. Oh baby Shia But Well then when we watched Pocahontas you're like for real though Pocahontas if she were real I'd be all over it. Like she's so cute. She's so pretty. You were just having a love affair with Pocahontas. I literally only remember talking about how I thought the animation was beautiful. (laughs) You were talking about how beautiful Pocahontas as a character was too. We've gone on a real tangent. I might edit <laughs> some so of sorry. this out. <laughs>
Um, Don't you dare. (laughs) It's beautiful. It's a beautiful, magical moment. Maybe edit out that guy's name that I said. (laughs) (laughs) Or at least the last name. Can you just... I'll just bleep it out. Can you just put a, like, beep over the last name? (laughs) Yes. Yes, I will. Um, He doesn't doesn't need to know what's happening. You know what I'm going to do for the bleep? That little... From that Dig It Up song? Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm here for that. Okay. So um, now anyway, I have to do it. I'm anyway. Into- okay. Anyway. Sex bracelets. Emma flaunts her bracelet to Amy and she's like, is that mine? Now it's mine. Empowered, I guess. And then she goes outside and she finds Jay. This is when he's wearing his tiny sunglasses. And she's like, <laughs> like, she's like, oh my God, like this thing happened. I can't believe it. Blah, blah, blah. It's Amy Kryptonite. And Jay's like, you didn't even earn that bracelet. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, and and my favorite was his fucking like fake compliment where he's just like, you know, I can I see a lot of girls out there, but you're the only girl that I invited and whatever. And and I'm like, cool, cool compliment. Yeah, because he's like, "Um, you didn't even earn that like bracelet like Amy's earned hers. And Emma's like, wait, did you give those to her? And then he's like. I see a lot of girls there and I chose you basically. And it's like, it's like, Oh, oh swoon. <laughs> Emma, you should be honored. My penis chose your throat that night. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, then we're cutting back to, we're at Craig's house and Ellie comes over with like, a guitar. I don't remember. It was like some fake excuse. She's like, can you restring my guitar? Which like, since when does Ellie play the guitar? Seriously. And Craig's like, oh, really? That's why you're here? And she's like, sorry. Uh, but then Ellie's like talking to him about. Also, she, she leaves the door open. I just need to say she just leaves she the door She does leave the door open. open. And then Craig like eventually closes it when they're like bonding. But she comes in and she's like, so I... Cut, used to cut myself and then Craig's like I know and she's like but and no matter what like I will always be that person even if I don't want to be and even like no matter what other people say like I have to stick with that and it's not great and Craig tells her about how he's bipolar and he doesn't want people to see him as just being the crazy guy and they're like relating on this stuff and then Ellie's like well I think Kurt Cobain was bipolar, and maybe if you talked about it, things would have ended up different. I'm like, I like how you're like relating on musical things. She's she's getting on like what what Craig understands. Like I get it. Yeah, and then then also like, Kurt Cobain had a lot of other stuff going on. He also had like a stomach thing, right? And, like and, a chronic pain and an extremely serious heroin addiction. That's very true. But I think that heroin addiction was like. To treat the, his chronic pain. I mean, it might have started off that way. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, like, still an addiction to heroin. Oh, for sure. There are a lot of things. You guys, that... I could talk about Kurt Cobain forever. Let's move oh on. My God. Have you watched I the watched documentary, documentary yet? No, I haven't. You should watch it. It's I know. So it's, I just know uh, it's going to make me sad. The HBO Kurt Cobain documentary is so good. Everybody should watch it. Anyway. Um, anyway. Wait, I think we have to wait. We have to talk about fucking Craig's sick burn. What does he say? <laughs> And it was like, um, she was like, can you restring my guitar? And Craig goes, ask Ash. She's good at forcing things. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. That was really good. Amazing. And then Ellie was like, like forcing me to come over here and like have this flimsy excuse. Like, yeah. cool. Um, but they're bonding and then he closes the door and then he's t- telling Ellie how like with Ashley, 
like she's being too overprotective and it seems like all they talk about is just like medication and group and all this stuff and it's like getting too much for him and it's like and I love that they're bonding and it's also definitely like it's beginning their friendship has begun and And then is this is it the next scene that he's talking to Ashley I feel like um, it happens pretty quick well then that happens but then but then I have a question uh, what is this the first time Craig says out loud that he's bipolar like to himself I don't think I so. Think I think they talk about it at the end of Voices Carry. Okay. Just qu- just wondering. Yeah. I'm not sure. Somebody will tweet at us and tell us that we're wrong. I'm pretty sure at the end because that's how we know what happened. Like, it might be that Ashley said it. I don't know. I don't remember. But it is night. But yeah. It, but it was probably one of the first times he said, I'm bipolar and like said that out loud. Um, But then after this. I think after this is when, uh, after this, he's talking to Ashley in the garage. I think. I think it's like immediately after. Is it immediately? Okay, I didn't write. I think any. it's. I don't have any notes on that though. I think it's immediately after because I have notes that kind of are vaguely related. Okay. Um. He, basically, he's talking to Ashley and he's like, "I want to be your boyfriend." She's like, "We talked about this months ago. You are my boyfriend." He's like, "No, like I want to be the guy from then and not like the crazy guy. I want to be like." just your boyfriend and we talk about other things and she's like okay we can do that but my note is that jake epstein is such a good fucking actor that craig on medication actually has a different look in his eyes than craig unmedicated like he really does look more like in control of himself and less like freaked out like craig always had like i don't want to call them crazy eyes because that's like just that's derogatory like, yeah. and like not great. Um, but he, he definitely had like a, a manic, yeah, just like a manic look in his eyes pretty much all the time, like either depressed or manic. Um, and he just looks so like even keeled and like, like just very in control of his own person. And I, I'm like, kudos to Jake Epstein. And I also like that they're not harping on like switching medications around and like figuring that kind of shit out and being like, it makes me feel like a zombie. Like Cody was saying last mm-hmm. week, like, cause that makes me nuts. So I don't know. I think that he's doing a really good job, especially since this is like yeah. just B plot and that they're, I think that they're handling this very well still. Yeah. Craig's, um, I'm sorry. Jake Epstein's acting is so fucking smooth that he was able to do the scene with Ellie and smoothly close the door she left open. I think <laughs> it was supposed to be that way the whole time. Jake Epstein is forever a gem. And like I said before, probably the best actor on this show. Which like, hey, Jake Epstein, just like subtly complimenting you until you decide to be on our show, please. We need to go see Beautiful because he's in it again. Are we just going to like creepily stalk Jake Epstein? At the stage door. Yeah. Be on our podcast, please. Please, we love Make you. Make t-shirts. Actually. <laughs> Make t-shirts. <laughs> one of my friends knows somebody who works at Broadway.com. Maybe we can milk that. I don't know if she knows Jake Epstein, but whatever. Anyway, um, then after this scene, Emma goes to the ravine. Yes. And she comes up to Jay and she's like, why don't you show me the van? And he's like, you already know what's in the van. And she's like, why don't you show me again for real this time? And then they go into the van. And then, I mean, we don't see anything that happens. But then um, the next scene, she's climbing back into her window after having snuck out. 
and she gets caught, which I'm like surprised that she has not been caught like sneaking in and out of that window yet. I mean, I'm not because her parents trust her a lot. That's true. But yeah, I've come home to the where have you been all night? So I was like, oh, Em, I get it. And she is, man, she's, she should have like honed her acting skills from this scene for her acting in the play because she was great. Yeah, but she is milking it. She's like, oh, I was out walking. And they're like at two in the morning. And then she turns on the waterworks and is like, ever since the shooting, I haven't been able to sleep. I can't do, I can't handle it. La la la. And then spike and snake totally fall for it and like at first i was like i can't tell if this is totally fake or if it's like just also true but as soon as they walk out of the room she like wipes away her tears and has like a mischievous look in her eye and then that's where part one ends and it's like fuck emma is like a savage like take no prisoners type of attitude right now oh totally i don't think that um that came from a totally not true place though that's very true i I mean but she was just harnessing it she was definitely harnessing it but the thing is after it she has this like diabolical look on her face that it's like she was clearly just using it to her advantage instead of like letting out feelings on purpose oh yeah Mm -hmm. what i found kind of concerning though was like uh snake does that thing where it's like hey if you don't want to talk about it we don't have to um, which is something that's super like a good option to give people, but he says it in a way like, Hey, we can talk about this tomorrow. And I don't know, to me, it sort of seemed like it may have come off like he was brushing her off because later she like essentially throws the words right back at him. So it's like a cry for help mixed with a, she knows that she's deflecting getting in trouble for it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I noticed that a little bit. But then the next day, part two begins. Um, Alex is walking into the school and she's talking about how she has like a doctor's appointment. And Emma walks by and sees Alex and Jay. And then Jay like looks straight in Emma's face and starts kissing Alex to just kind of like rub it in her face a little bit and then the dude nate the guy who's playing dracula walks by emma and then she grabs him and like kisses him in front of jay and jay looks like kind of impressed but also very surprised about it and And, like pissed and not happy and i'm just like what is happening (laughs) why i wrote that like manny's face is like girl and then simpson's face is like Girl. <laughs> I just wrote Manny and Snake's faces because she looks like almost proud of her and he looks deeply upset. Yeah. And then and then Emma goes into the library and Jay like immediately follows her in and he's like, like, what do you do? Like, I don't like people messing with me. And it's like, well, you were fucking doing it with her. You stupid. You were like fucking trying to put her in her place, and classic Emma was gonna say, "Ha ha, fuck you." It's <laughs> like good for her, exactly. honestly. And he's like, "I don't like being messed with." Like, okay, get over it. Like, you are just pissed because you're not the one doing the fucking around, and like, go fuck yourself, Jay. But and also, Simpson comes and he's like, "Jason, can I have a word with my daughter?" Which like, Jason made me lol. <laughs> his christian name not his cool tough guy name (laughs) jay yeah he really fucking nailed it with that one yeah 
and oh wait yeah but no when jay approaches her in the library he's like what are you doing and then emma's like so are we gonna go to the ravine tonight are we gonna party earn more bracelets and i'm like emma you cannot pull off the words that are coming out of your mouth Nuh-uh. and also that doesn't sound like a party to me <laughs> Like, cause she literally just goes there, gives him head and leaves. Like that sounds like yeah. a shitty party. <laughs> She's yeah. There's no, there's no reciprocation whatsoever. It's like the least fun party I've ever heard of. Yeah, that does not sound like there's a party. There's a party I in your mouth, to. and it, everyone is throwing up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, also, also, Snake is probably like. Listen, my daughter's going through a tough time, but Jesus fucking Christ, does it have to be Jay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like Jay and Emma are like super close talking in the library, and Mr. Sims is like, Jason, please leave. And then Snake is like, What is happening? Like, you're kissing random guys in the hallway. And Emma's like, It wasn't random. And Snake- But like, it was because Nate literally says, I've had more conversations with the janitor than I've had with exactly. you. Exactly. And. But then he's just so concerned and doesn't know what to do. And Emma's just like, it's like she's spinning out of control and Snake doesn't know how to help. Um, but then the next scene, we get B-plot number two, which is Jimmy. We have Jimmy back. And he's in the hospital and we see that he like has finally got his wheelchair. And Craig and Marco are there like helping him pack up his room because... Jimmy believes that it's like finally time for him to check out and to go home and to get out of the hospital. But then his dad walks in first appearance of Jimmy's dad. And he's like, Hey, so the rails at the condo aren't ready yet. You're going to have to be here for like at least another week. Like, I'm so sorry. And Jimmy just gets super discouraged about it. Cause he does not want to be cooped up in this hospital anymore. It's a real bummer. I mean, he made a pretty lady nurse friend and that's cool, but I don't know. It's like, I feel so bad. Mm. And like Marco and Craig are like trying to present Jimmy's dad with options, which he's like not taking at all. But I'm like, just let Jimmy go home. Like he shouldn't be here anymore. He's been like basically recovered for a long time. Yeah. Like it's been months. He does not need to be here. And I understand that it's, it's not really a hospital anymore. I think it's like just a rehab facility. Right. But still, that's not normally a thing that one does inpatient anyway, Mm-mm. as far as I know. But yeah, so Jim, and then that's kind of where that ends for now. And then we're back rehearsing and Emma and Manny are like kind of off at the corner of the stage and Manny's like, whispering to emma about what happened and she says something like if nate it was 15 and fat you could have caused cardiac arrest it was like a really weird statement to say but manny is just very gossipy and she's like so do you love him and you're like oh manny manny thinks that just because you kiss someone you love them and it's actually very sweet yeah she's still just such a romantic like head in her clouds fairy tale ending type of girl um, but while they, while they are gossiping, Alex like strides into the stay into the room and onto the stage and straight up punches or and Jay is following her. And this is when he's like, Lexi. And then Alex straight up punches Amy in the face because she's like, she found out that Amy and Jay had hooked up behind her back. Oh, wait, hold on. Do we know that Emma has a sore throat? Not yet. Because I think that Manny talked to her after this. 
Yeah, no, then we definitely oh, know maybe that she does. We definitely. Okay, so by this point, we and Emma has. Ta- I didn't have any notes about this, but by this point, Emma has talked to Jay and like she like has a sore throat, and JT like brings her like basically some sort of weird tea situation. Um. Anyway, now we're up to speed. Emma has a sore throat. Whatever. Um. And yeah, so Alex barges in. Jay is calling her Lexi, which I was like <laughs> weirdly on board for. Um. I don't know. Like, I don't ship them because I'm not stupid, but I'm like, I kind of love that he like has a name that he, that like, he's the only one that calls her that. Yeah. And I thought it was kind of sweet, but she comes in, she punches Amy in the face, which was amazing. <laughs> it was great. It was so good. And she, I wrote like, nice right hook, Alex. I'm not surprised though. Mm-hmm. Like she looks like she could hit. She's, oh, I fucking love Alex. Anyway. So she punches Amy in the face and she's like, she's like, Oh, you want to talk? You want to talk about how, like, how you've been, like, hooking up with my boyfriend, how you went down on my boyfriend, how, like, you guys, like, shared a disease type of situation. And it's awesome. It's great. And then, like, very briefly, we go back to the rehab facility and Jimmy's, like, new friend is, like, giving him an inspirational pep talk about how he's, like, ready to leave. And I didn't really retain any of it because of what just happened. But then we hop back. And then. And um, Manny is. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, just because you guys are going through it so quickly, um, Alex was like, you had sex with my boyfriend. And Amy's like, we didn't have sex. And she was like, by whose definition? And I actually kind of had like a pseudo sex ed class today. And it was like, remember, sex is more than just penis and vagina. And I was like, hey, way to be inclusive, Alex. Your gayness <laughs> is showing. Super, um, super showing. Also- and I'm into it. And the only thing I had about Jimmy scene was shortest scene ever. It was a very short scene. I didn't even take notes on it. I just wrote down Jimmy's new friend is very inspirational. She's she's here for like all the good vibes. Um, and then Manny is walking with Emma and she wait, did we have the did we have the health class? No, no that happens later. later. I don't think we know Emma has a sore throat yet, but I think because of that fight we like something happens where like Jay and Emma share oh, a look or something. Oh no something. no no! Wait no! I just remembered. You guys, sorry, I'm all over the place. My notes on the second half were a little shoddy because I was just like really enjoying the episode. <laughs> um, so here's the thing. Okay, because she was like, because Alex mentioned the bracelets when she was yelling. Yeah I yeah, think, yeah yeah. And yeah, Manny yeah, had yeah. noticed Emma's bracelets. So maybe we don't know about the sword. Yeah, throw. we don't know sorry. about the sword. Throw, so yeah. we don't. Um, sorry, you guys. Anyway, so she notices the bracelets. She notices that Emma's been weird. She Emma says that she's been going to the ravine, which is like kind of like a <laughs> fucking big red flag. Yeah. Um, and she sees Emma like kind of quietly slide the bracelets off of her wrist. Um, and then Manny is walking with Emma and she's like, Jay, are you serious? She's like, do you love him? And Emma's like, what? No. And I'm like, <laughs> I love how realistic Emma is about sex. Like, in comparison to Manny, who's like just so sweetly romantic. Right, 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 right. And yeah, this is, they're outside and they're having this fight. And then uh, Manny's like, What are you doing? Like, I can't believe you're having sex with Jay. Like, what are you doing? And Emma's like, It's not real sex. I'm not getting pregnant. Like, very pointedly. And it's like, oh. Fucking harsh, Emma. But you are going to get gonorrhea, which. I don't want to slut shame because Emma can do whatever the fuck she wants. But Emma deserves gonorrhea for saying that shit to Manny. Seriously. True. I mean, we all know how Emma did not handle the 
pregnancy with Manny very well in the first place. But to just throw that back in her face, it was just like, oh, my God. But that's so like a like person who's like so like staunchly pro-life so to be Emma, like yeah. to be like. Well, just as long as it's not like in my vagina. Exactly. Know. She's like, it's it's look like God's me. loophole. I, I was about to say, look at me. Like I found the loophole. I'm not getting pregnant because that means I won't ever have to make that awful decision that you did. Ugh. And you're I like, just threw up in barf. my mouth. You guys, this is very topical for the current political climate. <laughs> Does everyone get an IUD yet? I made an appointment oh with my, my gynecologist. <laughs> um, um, anyway. Yeah. Then this fight happens. So then we hop back to Jimmy and Jimmy is like planning a coup. He wants to escape from the hotel or hotel, the rehab center. He's telling Craig and Marco, he's like, I want to go. We're going to go see kid Elric. I need to. And he says, I need to see something besides you two and these ugly ass walls. Every time they see kid Elric, shit goes wrong. I mean, this time, like, it went fine. But I was like, I feel like you guys should start seeing a different musician. Because you (laughs) don't have a great track record with Kid Elric. Um, I'm surprised Mark wants to see Kid Elric more. I know, right? It was definitely more of, like, a spinner type of musician. Um, Oh, oh, well, we're going to talk about actual Kid Elric, like, when the concert starts. (laughs) Because I have notes. Um, I have notes. But then we hop back, and Emma is, like, back at the ravine. And this, like... Guy approaches her and is like, hey. And she's like, hey, have you seen Jay? And he's like, no, but you can hang out with me. And she's like, um, no, I need to find Jay. And both Kelsey and I were like, okay, this guy's a lot cuter than Jay. Seriously. But she is like, maybe later. And I'm like, what's going on, Em? You doing okay? <laughs> oh, Emma. You doing okay? This is a stranger. And then Stranger danger. <laughs> so, oh, my God. But then Emma finds Jay. He's sitting in his car and he's like, very like upset about the whole thing that happened with Alex and Emma's like hey I was looking for you and he's like you know I really haven't had the best day um and Emma's like so what like you freak like I don't know remember what she says but she says something like oh you're like backing out you're like too scared to do this or I don't remember what she she literally says like the same thing back to him that he said to her in the fucking van um just like she or like she was just as coercive douchey as he was being to her yeah and she and he's like you're one cold girl and emma's and i mean if anything what we've learned from this situation is that like jay can't take his own medicine oh no way no way in hell oh my god i forgot a note from the jimmy scene i'm so sorry you guys it was marco brought in pizza to make Jimmy feel better. And I go, I feel like Marco should be better at Italian accent. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fair point. Um, but then in the car and then Jay's like, you know, I really just, I don't want to, I am not up to this right now. And Emma's like, there are so many guys that would like want to hang out with me right now. And he, Jay's like, okay, yeah, well right now I am not one of them. And like kicks her out of the car. And it's like a whole thing i feel like like okay so emma's unraveling right now but the thing is that sentence coming from emma this for this entire season yeah. is not surprising no not at all i'm like oh and yeah she's back to being like very cocky and just very yeah and she's getting rejected by jay and it's not she's not happy about it um but then we hop back and this is when like marco has jimmy 
and him like dressed head to toe in black because he wanted to look like ninjas. And Craig is like tweaking out in his trench coat thing. He's like asking for a doctor that doesn't exist. And then Marco calls the receptionist and like pretends to be this doctor. He's like, that guy's crazy. You got to get out of there. And I'm like, how is this working? You got to get out of there gotta get out of there you gotta you gotta get out of there you gotta you gotta sorry portlandia joke um <laughs> i put um that jimmy is the sass master 2k05 <laughs> that is a fact of life and they but they get him out somehow with their bonkers plan and then the next scene is so um i think it's the next day where emma approaches jay like he's like working on something for like backstage on the play and she's talking to him and I really only wrote down is Emma wearing Birkenstocks and I don't totally remember what the conversation was about what 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 (laughs) that's the next scene yeah wait what was it Emma and Jay what are talking to each other. Oh, that's when we find out Emma has a sore throat. Oh, and yes, JT brings yes. over the drink. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then JT is like, rest your voice. And she's like, okay. And then we go to health class, right? Yes. Which and JT then... used to be excited for. <laughs> yes, seriously. Well, now that he, like, JT actually... Loved it. Well, now that he, like, actually can have any sort of that's relations true. with anyone, he's like, I don't need to, like, be told about it by an old lady. <laughs> <laughs> but this time we have a but young lady teaching He's us scary and mean yeah but then we have a lady we're in health class and like somebody comes in to talk about um stds because there has been a minor outbreak of gonorrhea at degrassi and also in the scene i kind of got taken out of it because there is a poster on the wall behind her that is like a votes for women, like women's suffrage poster. And it was like, this is taking me out and reminding me of my reality. And I'm like overwhelmed right now. It did make me hurt inside. Um, I'm like, I was like, where's the sweet, awesome old lady who like told kids Dr. how Sally? it was? You mean fake Dr. Yeah, Ruth? Sally. Yeah, because this woman that they bring in, she's like, who here thinks that oral sex is safer than vaginal sex or whatever and she's just like super scary and like like very much like if you have sex you will get pregnant and die she's the big guns that they take out when there's like an std epidemic yeah and she's like like, her poster board and it just says condoms and abstinence and i'm like oh no there is so much more information that these children (laughs) need but she's like there's been an outbreak of this and manny's like gonorrhea and she's like oh sorry did i say that out loud and she like goes over the symptoms and how like it could sometimes present itself as a cold with or like a sore throat and someone's like hey emma haha and it's like oh but you're so it's too true but then she's like and sometimes there are no symptoms at all but and you think that those people are lucky right wrong untreated gone i almost said diarrhea untreated gonorrhea (laughs) Like, can lead to, like, infertility and arthritis and other things. And I'm like, this is, like, a semi-informative, like, sex STD talk, which I appreciate from Degrassi. But it's also just, like, a, a little too much at the same time. If most of this, or not most of, if there's an outbreak of gonorrhea, and you're assuming a lot of these kids have gonorrhea, let's not shame them. Exactly. Because that'll just make them feel like garbage rather than, like... I should go tell people I have this to get better. Yeah. And she's like, it's spread through like 
both vaginal and oral sex, especially if you're not wearing condoms and blah, blah, blah. And, but then after this scene where you're cutting, we cut to the Kid Algrick concert and they get to the venue and Jimmy is feeling like really insecure about being in the chair and he's kind of like bumping into people and he's uncomfortable and he wants to leave. But, uh, Craig and Mark are like, no, like, it's fine. Like, let's go. We can do it. Like, it's fine. Um, and then we cut back. Oh, no. We're, we stay at the concert until they're done with the concert. No, because I have. No. I oh, have right. A, There's a Manny thing. Like, in between. Oh, Jimmy is feeling insecure. No. And then I have can gonorrhea spread by kissing, though. <laughs> I think that's just herpes. And then I have. OK, that dude's spiky hair is crazy. <laughs> OK, yeah, I, you take notes like I me have, where it's very crazy. <laughs> I just realized I, I had a Manny note. Yeah, um, I have exciting city music. Manny is a champ, and then Kid Elric sucks. <laughs> so like his music. But then, so after this, I think this is when they like Manny approaches Emma and is like, knows she has a sore throat, and she's like, "You need to like get help." And also, she says something like, "If you have any kind of conscience, you will not kiss." nate on stage tonight like i think they're in the are they in the dressing room i don't remember where this conversation mm-hmm. happens yeah at least in the wings yeah and emma's like get off my back blah 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 and that's the conversation yeah. and she's basically like it's not a coincidence that amy and alex are both out sick right and then she's like if you had a conscience like you would not you won't kiss him and but I, but i'm like i don't think gonorrhea is I, like we looked it up and it's like pretty unlikely that that specific std would pass through kissing but i'm sure but i but other ones can pass that way so i guess it's just like a blanket be just to be safe warning about it but i don't know um but then we hop back to the kid Albert concert and craig and marco like leave jimmy in the middle of the crowd because they're like let's see if i can find management so you can see like let me there me there's something at the front and they like abandon him in the middle of this like moshish moshy pit ish kind of crowd. i mean it's like a very still mosh pit <laughs> it's more like the kind of crowd <laughs> all right so i have things about kid elric I expected him to be cooler or like a rap guy or something, but Kid Elric is just Kid, Kid Rock. Rock, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because this is bad. I was expecting rap too, but no, more butt rock. Oh, it was nonstop like butt rock. Like a thousand percent Kid Rock ripoff. I think he was wearing at least he had like long hair. I think there was a bandana, possibly a cowboy hat. It just looked, but he was like shadowed. But it, like, totally looked like Kid Rock. Yeah, no. I, I was like, but I guess it makes sense that it's Kid Rock. Yeah. Um, but then Jimmy, like, taps on, like, the spiky dude. And he's like, I'm sorry, I can't see. And he's like, oh, okay. And he steps aside and he, like, wheels himself up to the front because people are decent and nice. And he gets to the front and he sees Kid Rock. And then he starts, like, like bopping his head and rocking out. And he's like so happy. And it's like, oh, yay, Jimmy, like made it to the front and he's having a good time. I was really hoping these guys had better taste in music than this. Especially Jimmy. Oh, especially Jimmy. And Craig, uh, uh, actually. <laughs> like, um, I expect I it from Spinner. I ex- I yeah, I like, I a thousand percent expect Wait, you wrote Spinner. down the lyrics? You did. I wrote down the most poignant lyrics. So he's just. He's like doing that talk rappy thing. He was cacheting and he was like something, something, something. The kid is well endowed. 
Oh my god. I'm not course. surprised. That was so necessary. Kelsey's Kelsey, your fucking face. You were so <laughs> upset. I'm just I'm just really upset. I keep forgetting you can see me. <laughs> oh god. Okay, well that was unfortunate. <laughs> but then we hop back to the play and it's Emma's scene and she's doing her thing and then Nate dodges the fuck out of her kiss when like it's supposed to happen on stage and then after the scene Emma's like you totally blew the scene it was so unprofessional like why would you do that and Nate's like um I'm not kissing your garbage disease mouth person (laughs) (laughs) basically I'm like I'm not doing that like I wouldn't kiss you ever I'm not catching your disease so clearly like Manny has told him about um the gonorrhea as she should have yeah and then jay comes up behind her and then emma's like like what did you do to me and jay's like wait no it's fine then this is when she says you gave me a social disease which like has always stuck in my mind as like the iconic line from this episode it's amazing every time and then jay's like i'm sorry like i liked how you had virtue or whatever and it's I don't totally remember what their conversation was because well, he's no, like trying it. to appease her. Yeah, it's weird. He's like, I never told Alex about you. Like, I like that you had virtue or whatever. And Emma's um, just yeah. like fucking done with him. It's classic after school teen special where it's like this kid is having a problem in their social life and they're also learning about something allegorically in class. <laughs> so there's the Dracula um, play and she. She's, her monologue on stage is like, oh, I, who had such virtue, how can I explain to those I love how I've gone down the wrong path? And I'm like, and there's the, the episode and mm-hmm. Emma's arc. <laughs> it's like, cool, super heavy handed. Thanks. <laughs> um, Yeah. And then I think this is also when we see Manny get stabbed with the stake in her amazing she cleavage. Looks she and- looks great. But then we cut back and Jimmy and Craig and Marco are like coming back to the rehab center and they get busted because Jimmy's dad is there. and He's like, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. But then Jimmy stands up to his dad and he's like, look, I don't want to be cooped up anymore here anymore. I'm ready to leave. I just went out into the world and like I figured it out and I'm okay. Like I live to tell the tale. Like, just take me home. We can figure this out. We Like, I can wait for the rails to be ready there. Just let me come home. And they, like, kind of come to an agreement that he can finally come home and just, like, fucking live his life. It's very telling. It's very telling uh, the way Jimmy talks to his dad, uh, what their relationship is. Because Jimmy talks to his dad like they are equal adult human beings. He does not talk to his dad like oh, geez, I got caught. Real sorry, Pops. It's like, (laughs) hey, uh, what are you going to do? Ground me? No, fuck you. Uh, I deserve to be out of this place. And and then his dad most more or less talks to him like he's an adult too. And I'm just like, I don't want to like project, but our little brother, Holland, (laughs) definitely was very much like, you need to treat me like I'm an adult when he was a teenager. And it it was very like sit down but with jimmy it's very much like he talks like he has been taking care of himself for a while oh and, for sure and we're pretty sure that he has but i think also part of it is he's like i'm already 
like stuck in this wheelchair, you know, because he's still adjusting to this reality and it takes him a long time to adjust to this reality because as we know, there's nothing wrong with being in a wheelchair and clearly this episode shows that he has a perk. So that's cool. (laughs) But I mean, just like in reality, like there's nothing wrong with that. But to him, this is a whole new thing. He's used to being like this star athlete. So I think also right now he's in this place where he's like, fucking nothing you can do can hurt me. And his dad is like, I know. Like, I think that that's also part of the subtext. It's not just him being an asshole. It's him that just so fed up with, like, how this is his new reality. And his dad just feels bad and is like, whatever. Yeah. And he's finally like, I need, if I'm going to get past feeling insecure about the fact that I'm in a wheelchair, I need to, like, live, I need to go out into the world and adjust to it there. I can't stay cooped up and hidden away. Like, it's a shameful thing. And his dad is like, okay, I'll get you, like, a live-in nurse until this is done. Which is like, why didn't you do that in the first place? Because, first of all, it's not like they can't afford a live-in nurse. But also, I think the live-in nurse would probably be cheaper than him staying in this, like, fancy rehab facility. Yeah. But, like, I don't know if Jimmy's parents are really thinking about costs at this point. I mean, maybe, actually, maybe, I don't know, because people, like, will put a person, like, in a home before they'll get, like, a live-in person. So, maybe it is cheaper. I don't know. But either way, like, why didn't he just do it in the first place? Also, um, before they, when they're returning Jimmy to his room, they're like, oh, my God, that was so amazing. And they're in Kid Elric gear. And they're like, oh, I think he sweated on us. We were so close. And Marco goes, I'm never going to shower. And they just fucking look at him like he's a freak. And Marco's like, just just kidding. And I'm like, I was that kid in high school. (laughs) (laughs) I love him. Um, Yeah. But then, like, we finally reach, like, a resolution with that. And then we're at the Nelson Simpson household and Emma comes in to the kitchen and they're like, oh, we thought you were asleep. And she's like, and then she just kind of breaks down and she's like, ever since the shooting, I feel like I've always felt like I've needed to be like brave and perfect and I can't do it anymore. And Spike is like, you don't have to be brave or perfect ever. Just be you. And Emma's like, girl. I've been going through some shit basically. And she starts crying and she tells her like, I can you please take me to the clinic tomorrow? I need to go to the clinic. And snake is like, I mean, I know there's something going around school, but I really don't think you have to worry about it. And Emma is like, no, please just take me to the clinic. And then like snake knows what that means. And, but everyone just kind of gathers himself around Emma and gives her a big hug they're being supportive and it's kind of like a weird bittersweet ending to the episode but it's it's also like you know she seems so genuine and it feels a little bit like our girl is back which is nice Mm -hmm. definitely um and she's finally like confiding in her parents about struggling instead of like she seems to be just trying to hold it all in and pretend like it doesn't exist and this is kind of her first step of kind of addressing that she's having a hard time um and not and it's the first time her admitting that without using it as a weird way to get out of trouble um but yeah but that's the end of the episode 
But then we have, so we have some YouTube comments we found on both parts one and two. Um, so on part one, uh, I guess I'll read this one. Um, from Teal Queen 22, three months ago, she says, WTF was Jade touching in the beginning Emma's pancake ass. And we thought that was Which is <laughs> amazing. hilarious. Um, and then part two is from Alex Autio four months ago. And it says, so is Dracula supposed to be a metaphor for Emma throwing herself at that dick? It's like, <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is, Alex. 100%. Um, so, but anyway, so sh- ship of the episode, I think I'm going to go with Emma and Jay just because Emma or Jay was just such a smooth dirt bag and I was on board for it. Yeah, no, I'm I think I'm with you. I guess JT and Liberty just because now they're both the same frequency of awful. That's true. <laughs> they are the same person now. Um Spirit Squad Captain. Manny. Yeah. Manny. I'm with that. She was a good friend and she was concerned and trying to help Emma. But um, she also like called her out on her shit. Exactly. And Ellie's also good. Ellie, oh, yeah. oh yeah, Ellie is also good for part one. And Jimmy a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Um moral. Use condoms <laughs> and be careful of people who will prey on your weakened state to manipulate you into having sex with them. I think wholly across all of it, all three plots that we see is sometimes life is really hard and you think you can handle it yourself, but you need to be able to be honest with yourself and those around you so you can get through it. That's a good, that's good. That was great. Yep. (laughs) I have nothing to add to that. Um, But we have a little bit of grapevine for you guys today. We got a really great email um, from Mal. And should I just read the whole thing? I mean, yeah, if you want to like abridge some of it because it's longish. Okay. Or whatever you feel like. I'm just going to read the whole thing because it was great. And lots of talk about the end.com. Um, so she says... This didn't quite fit in a tweet, so email it is. Just wanted to thank you guys for not only regularly delivering Degrassi Recap Gold, but for taking me on a nostalgic journey back to the days, my days enjoying the end. Apparently, none of my friends were ever aware of the end, so I never have anyone with whom I can reminisce. I've tried in vain to describe it to people, but I guess you just had to have the experience, the end lifestyle firsthand to get its significance. Hearing you all regularly discuss the joys of every Degrassi episode ever, marathons, Radio Free Roscoe, all the in-between show music videos, and of course, the glorious TheEnd.com really takes me back to the good old days. I used to spend hours on that website changing my avatar, taking quizzes, and surfing the message boards until 1am in the shared computer room of my childhood home. I even found solace in the LGBT advice forums as a closeted teen in between shopping at the Avatar Mall and watching Degrassi mini webisodes. It's cool to know that there are other people my age out there who still look back fondly on those times. Who knows, maybe our avatars even interacted at some point way back then. 
anyway, keep doing what you're doing. Um, and then she has a PS and she gave us a review a long time ago before we kind of started doing fan fictions. So I think we're going to give her a fan fiction. And she just says, if you get the chance, maybe you can ship me with my number one Degrassi crush, Alex. It'd make my inner 14 year old self so happy. So thank you so much for that lovely, lovely email. Thank you. We love you. And that also just reminded me that on the end.com, in order to buy things, you had to like collect creds and you had to like just stumble upon them by clicking around the website. Like you couldn't win them by doing anything. And I remember that being like so infuriating, but also maybe genius to just like keep like people on that site for hours. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, I just remember, like, you had to just, if you just, like, clicked on a page, it'd be like, you won 10 creds or whatever. And that's how you, like, built up enough credits to buy stuff at the Avatar Mall. I just remember um, the the Avatar Prom game. That was the best game ever. I loved that game. I would play that game now. And also, I used to spend a lot of time on, like, Daria message boards. I definitely... um, Spent time on Degrassi message board. Like, I read some Degrassi fan fiction. Um, and I read, like, I sometimes read, like, the spoilers message boards. Because all the stuff would come out in Canada first. And being in America, you could, like, go on the spoiler message boards and be like, this, like, this is coming up. Guess what? And I would, like, spoil myself on things. Why would you do that to yourself? I don't know. Because I was like, I need Colin. to fill the void. I'm, but it was also sometimes just, like... Not even a whole ton of information, but it's like, guess what? Like, we have some filming secrets or something. Um, I remember, and you may have already mentioned this, I can't remember, but you had a pretty popular sub forum. Oh, yeah, I did this thing called Harry Potter Survivor, where I would just like, I was like, here's a list of like a bunch of names from Harry Potter. Everyone comment who they want to vote up and like, I would like give it a couple days or so. I feel like maybe I took part in that. Really? That's Harry Potter really, Survivor. That super familiar. I totally did that, and I like kept track of it in like a little notebook, and I would like tally up votes after like a week or maybe like three days or so or something, and then I'd tally up whoever got the most votes, and like that person would get kicked off, and it would just like whittle down from a really long list of Harry Potter characters, and this was also like in my like high point of knowing all like the html codes because i would like be bolding and adding color and different fonts and shit to the forum i mean if i learned anything from myspace it's like basic html oh for sure and yeah i that was definitely something i spent a lot of time on in like 2006 i think (laughs) do you remember who won i have i do not remember allegra do you remember she did it so many times. Yeah, there were, that, like, multiple, like, like, seasons, I guess. I don't really remember. Um, but, like, yeah, I feel like it was, like, somebody. I don't – I honestly don't remember. Because I had – it was such a long list of characters. It was, like, every character, basically. Um, but, yeah. Okay. So, we're going to do the fan fiction. I believe it's my turn to do it. So, um, I'm putting you both in high school age, so it's appropriate, and because it's working with what I came up with in my brain. So, Alex is working at 
the movie theater. She's like wearing her ugly little brown and yellow outfit polo. But Mal, you just love going to the movie theater. You're like a movie buff and you always need to get your popcorn and you see movies like like every week and you're like, I mean, I guess I like movies, but then you realize, oh, I keep coming back for like the one brief interaction you and Alex have when you're getting your popcorn and like the banter builds and it starts kind of becoming more and more apparent that there's something going on and there's a spark between the two of you but you both are like a little too shy to admit it you're both a little too like not sure you want to admit it to yourselves that you like each other but then one day you're coming out of like a really late movie it's like the last movie of the night and Alex is like closing up shop she's kind of sweeping up and she's closing everything down and then she ends up walking out with you She's closed, she's ready, everything's closed up, and you just are walking back out to your car, and you end up kind of just falling in line together and walking out to the parking lot and having, like, a very, like, loaded and flirtatious conversation, and once you get out to the parking lot, you're like, okay, well, my car's over there, and she's like, oh, so is mine, and she walks you to your car, and then... Like, the moonlight is shining, the stars are twinkling, you're at your car, you don't know how to leave things, and then all of a sudden, she swings in and gives you a kiss, and it's beautiful, and it's magical, and it's like, everything that has happened between you has been building up to this one perfect kiss moment, and that's my fan fiction for you. It's a beautiful fan fiction, Holland. Well done. (laughs) Thank you. Um, So I hope you liked that. I hope it was good i don't know i enjoyed making it um but if anybody else wants a fan fiction written for them all you have to do is find us on itunes and rate and leave us a review and we will give you a very degrassi specific fan fiction feel free to specify any characters you want to be shipped with or if you want like a non-romantic one too we can work with that yeah we're very pro-asexuality also um, just a casual reminder, we've mentioned it before, but if you don't live in America, first of all, congratulations. <laughs> I might I join you. you. Um, second, well, no, we're, we're, we no. gotta be on the front lines. No, exactly. We gotta be on the front exactly. lines. Anyway, um, point number two, um, we won't be able to see your iTunes review, so we won't be able to, um, like give you a fan fiction. So just like screenshot it and send it to us and like in an email or even an email a, or, like, or tweet, tweet or whatever. Exactly. And you can find us on Twitter at Degrassi Pod. Uh, we're also on Tumblr, whatever it takes podcast.tumblr.com. Um, and if you want to email us, uh, it, we're at whatever it takes podcast at gmail.com. We're also on SoundCloud. You can even leave us you can leave us comments on the episodes there if you have any questions or anything specific to specific episodes we can also address those um and like i said we're also on itunes and if you want to follow me on instagram and twitter my handle is at holland tacular um i am at kel sucks with a z at the end and allegra do you want to plug any social media yeah, you can follow me at uh, Allegra Baker pretty much on everything. Rad. Um, and in lieu of uh, recommending a pop culture thing, 
I'm just going to recommend donate to Planned Parenthood. That's what I was going to say, too. Or um, ACLU is also great. Or the NAACP. NAACP. And also just, like, look up um, local charities and, like, charities for, uh, like, trans people. Like, anyone that is marginalized that is maybe going to be in danger. I just... And is just really going to need, like, all the help and all the funding, especially come the new year. And arts education, like there, like the Violet Project in Chicago is like, um, it's a like nonprofit that like basically like teaches Shakespeare to like young girls in the city. Um, arts education is going to need just as much help as reproductive rights and uh, LGBT plus rights and just um, and what's what's the uh, Trevor Project? Is the Trevor one? Project. Um, so and just donate. What uh, I mean, I. I've made like a Facebook group where like we're trying to donate like each of us donates five dollars twice a month to like different organizations. So it doesn't even have to be a lot. Just like whatever you want. And if you're donating to Planned Parenthood, um, look for uh, it's it's floating around online, but you can donate under Mike Pence's name. Oh, and yeah. they send um, uh, and his address and they send you a certificate of um, like like a thank you for like donating and they'll send it to his house. Yeah. So that's also really fun. I can do that. Also, if you, like, want to take a more active role, totally, I would, like, go on any of these websites, too, and see how you can volunteer. Like, maybe you can volunteer to be an escort at Planned Parenthood, or you can volunteer another great way. I wouldn't do that if you were younger, though. That, depending on where you live, that could be very dangerous. That's very true. But if you feel that you are up to that kind of a task, I know... Like, I've kind of considered maybe doing that. I've looked it up. It's not really something that they need in New York. Exactly. Like, I've gone to the Planned Parenthood here when I didn't have health insurance. but And they have, like, bulletproof glass, and they're very, like, they're very vigilant. But they don't have protesters because it's, like, in a building. Exactly. Like, and also, New I, York's such a liberal city. If I still lived in Missouri, I would totally do it. Because every time I drove past the one in my college town, there were always people sitting outside it protesting it. Um also, I know you can donate to various, like, to specific locations of Planned Parenthood. So maybe, like, ones in, like, more in the middle states of America that will, like, especially need help and support in the coming four years. Um, but, yeah. Allegra, did you want to add anything? Um, I'll quickly do it, uh, but I'm going to be in a production of the Vagina Monologues, so depending on when you listen to this, uh, because it could be anywhere in the future, um, look up your local, if there's any local performances, because it's really nice, it's really welcoming and comforting, it's entertaining, and most of the Vagina Monologue productions I know uh, support foundations that help um, women and children, um, like, foundations that help women and children that have been battered and kicked out of their homes and trying to uh, escape abusive relationships, undocumented women and immigrant women. Um, And yeah, so, and it's also, it's fun and it's cool. So go see Vagina Monologues. Look it up. Yes. That is also a good one. All right. Well, we're rounding out around two hours and I think that's pretty much everything. So Thank you for listening, Panthers. And thank you, Allegra, for coming on yes, again. Thank when, you so much. When you're back, like, actually <laughs> in the city, we'll do, like, another real one. God bless. Without <laughs> Skype complications. 
All right. Bye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers. Bye.